What's going on, Pittsburgh Steelers fans? This is Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, here to talk all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Sorry if I sound a little depressed. If you watch the game, you know what I'm feeling. The 21-21 tie that those of us that watched just experienced was, in my opinion, one of the worst displays of football I've seen in a long time. And I think what really is disappointing as I sit back and think about it, it's not the tie, it's not the Browns, it's that there were a lot of really good performances in this game by the Steelers that are now going to get overshadowed by the fact that six turnovers, several ridiculous penalties and missed calls, and a 42-yarder shanked or pulled, if you want to call it, you missed by much, uh, 42-yarder by Chris Boswell to win the game in overtime, it nullifies that. Um, I'll give you an example. So if I'm trying to think of this as the glass half full, it is that James Conner did more than prove that he was capable of doing the job. Um, it wasn't a running back by committee. I don't know the snap totals, and I don't have those in front of me right now. I don't think Jalen Samuels saw the field. I'm not sure Stephen Ridley saw the field at all. It was James Conner all day, and he stepped up in a big way. Two touchdowns. Uh, let me give you his statistics right now. Um, he had a tremendous football game. Let's see if we can bring him up here for you. Um, here we go. 31 carries, 135 yards on the ground. He averaged 4.4 yards per carry. Had two touchdowns with a long run of 22 yards. That's pretty good. Now receiving, he wasn't done. Five receptions for 57 yards. Uh, you do the math, that's almost 200 all-purpose yards for James Conner. Man, the guy showed up. He showed up in a big way. Kudos to him. Uh, tremendous, tremendous effort on his part. Uh, another player that stood out in my mind was TJ Watt. And he listened to this stat line for an outside linebacker. 11 total, 11 total tackles, 8 solo tackles, 4 sacks, 4 tackles for a loss, obviously, he had three quarterback hits, um, and he was the one that blocked the field goal at the end of overtime to uh, preserve the tie, if there is such a thing. Um, great performance by him. Uh, I, I actually didn't think that Bud Dupree played that bad. I didn't think the defense played that bad, if you think about it. They they finished with seven sacks on the, on the day. They gave up a couple passing plays, but let's be honest. And when a team has six turnovers, when an offense is turning the ball over six times, that's never, ever a recipe for success in the National Football League. There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples staples.com slash 20 back for details it's so hot outside time to go bowling stay cool at bolero with air-conditioned lanes ice-cold beer and a striking selection of signature cocktails roll in chill out and have fun visit bolero.com for hours and weekly specials so again i i feel 
that it's worth to, to mention that there were some bright spots in this game. I thought Mike Hilton played a great game. I thought Sean Davis for his first game being at free safety played a great game. Um, Artie Burns left a lot to be desired, uh, but I thought Cameron Hayward, Stefan Tua did a good job. I thought John Bostic represented himself well. Offensively, it was a wreck. Other than James Conner, in my opinion, it was a wreck. Ben Roethlisberger was... I, 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 I don't know how to say it. You could just tell that he was rusty. Uh, you could tell that Antonio Brown hadn't played all preseason. You could tell that Ben Roethlisberger had only played three series in the preseason. And it, it, we say this every year, you don't want him to get hurt, and I understand that. But when you watch other teams, uh, and let's be honest, the gold standard in the AFC that everyone compares everyone to, and that's the New England Patriots, they're playing Tom Brady for halves in week two of the preseason. And my guess is so that it, when they get to the first week, it's it's just awful. Now, I do want to mention that I thought penalties for both sides were atrocious. I thought the officiating was atrocious. Now, I'm not here to say, I'm not an apologist that's just going to say that everything went the Steelers' way and yet and it went against the Steelers. And No, there were bad calls on the Browns. There were bad calls on the Steelers. But I will say there was one really, really bad call that, in my opinion, turned the entire tide in the game. Steelers are up 21-7, fourth quarter. There's a punt, clearly hits Chubb's face mask. I'm talking about the running back for the Browns. It's recovered by Sean Davis on a very athletic, very good play. And it's challenged, and it's not overruled. What happened after that? Then They didn't score off of that. But the Steelers ended up getting the ball, and it was shortly after it was the two turnovers in less than a minute. It was the Roethlisberger sack fumble. It was the James Conner fumble. I believe that was the sequence of events. That blown call by the officiating crew opened the floodgates, in my opinion. And it just got ugly from there. Uh, the Steelers were starting to find a rhythm on offense. They were starting to get going. But uh, you know who else deserves criticism? And, and I was trying to be as active as I could during the game on Twitter. And I didn't he see as much uh, he, hatred or, should I say, just anger towards Randy Featner. Maybe it's because it was his first game. But, man, you have to understand what, everything that you did in the first half that worked, you stopped doing in the second half. Uh, getting the ball to James Conner in space, utilizing different offensive sets, sending in the jumbo right there. Randy Featner's play calling in the end of the third, fourth quarter was not good. And so now, here's the thing. To me, is it, you have Ben Roethlisberger saying he wanted more ownership of the offense. And Randy Feetner coming in and being that offensive coordinator was going to give him that ownership. And so I wonder, this is what you wanted, Ben. This is, this is the offense you wanted. When it doesn't perform well, you've got to own it. You have to own it, period. Um, I, 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 I forgot to mention, we're simulcasting this live on YouTube. If you hadn't, didn't know we have a YouTube channel, you should go there, type in to the search bar, BTSC Steelers Radio. You can find us there for all our, our podcasts, but also we are uh, simulcasting this live on our Facebook live feed. You can follow us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com backslash behind the steel curtain. Now, I will say the Browns defense, and I see several people on our Facebook feed that are talking about this, played a very good game. Uh, I thought that they put pressure on the quarterback, Miles Garrett, Looks like he is absolutely going to be a monster that everyone predicted that he would be when he was drafted first overall in Cleveland. Alejandro Villanueva had his hands full constantly. Um, and, and they they had to give him help. 
more than one occasion. They had to send a running back to chip. They had to put an extra tackle over there. They had to put a tight end over top. And for the most part, they did a really good job getting them, you know, help. But he still wreaked havoc. Couple sacks, couple fumbles, fumbles caused. Miles Garrett's a monster. I, 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 I don't know where to go from here. A lot of people are saying on the Facebook feed that Mike Tomlin deserves criticism. Um, I, I guess anytime you lose a close game like this, uh, you you say that you can criticize the head coach, but you can't turn the football over six times. I, I, that's not Tomlin's fault. Um, there was no real like time management gaffe that I thought that was, oh my gosh, this is a red flag. You know, Tomlin should have known better. Um, Roethlisberger played bad. Uh, the, the, just the costly turnovers. Boswell missing a 42-yarder. I know it was raining. I know the snap was kind of high on that play. You expect Chris Boswell, who just got a brand-new contract, who was a Pro Bowl player last year, to make that kick, to win it. You can get into the locker room. You go back to Pittsburgh saying, hey, it was ugly, but it was a win. Now, um, this is this is what you have. You're 0-0-1. The last time the Steelers had a tie, it wasn't in week one. It was back in the Tommy Maddox era. I want to say it might have been 2002 or 2001. It was against the Atlanta Falcons and Michael Vick at Heinz Field. If you remember, Tommy Maddox threw that deep bomb as time expired in uh, overtime. And... Plexigo Burris comes down with the football, but his the football is outside the end zone. His feet were in the end zone. It's ruled at the end of regula- regulation, end of the game, and they ended up tying. That was the last time the Steelers have tied in a game. So at this point in time, we'll, we'll open it up to some questions um, from the Facebook feed. For those that are watching on YouTube, I'll try my best to relay what those questions are to you so that you're not left in the dark and just hearing my answers. So if you're on our Facebook feed right now, and you have a question, go ahead and fire away. I'll answer as as many as I can uh, before it's going too long. And so, um, you know, a lot of people were talking about Mike Tomlin, and I understand that. Uh, Chris says there's too much talent for excuses. I don't don't think anyone's making excuses here. Um, Everyone's saying they pretty much played poorly. Uh, Let's hear a thought on Bell's tweets after the game. Yeah, okay, so Bell, Le'Veon Bell, if you didn't know, um, he tweeted out an emoji right as game went final. Um, it was the emoji. If you're curious, there was the, uh, smiley face with the little, uh, monoc- monocle and a lot of people were wondering, what does that mean? He later on said that it was just because he had never seen a tie before. I don't know. There you go. Um, when will Le'Veon Bell report? I don't know. I'm, I'm really kind of tired of talking about that guy. Uh, let's see here. Someone had a question about TJ Watt. Did TJ Watt play well because of the switching of the sides? Well, I'll say this. TJ Watt um, played well because I think he's a good player, and I think he has a really high motor. Um, but at the same time, I think that he is more naturally fit on the left side. I didn't realize this, and I blame myself, that he played on the left side in college. And so when he came into the NFL, they moved him to the right. And he played some on the right side in college at Wisconsin, but he's much more comfortable on the left. And I thought Bud Dupree was more effective on the right, and TJ Watt was more effective on the left. Uh, they had more of a natural pass rush on both sides for both players. I think it's a win-win. I think that'll only get better as the season progresses. Um, Manny asked, "Do I th- do I think what do I think Ben has what it takes to win all season?" I do. Um, ben is not going to be this bad all year. If he is. 
then we all know the answer to the question of when will it be the time when, when will be Ben's last year if, if he continues this way uh, they're not going to win a Super Bowl they're not going to make the playoffs but I have faith that he will bounce back and that's not because I'm a big fan it's not because I follow the team it's because Roethlisberger rarely has these type of games over a long course of time it's normally one or one or two games at the most and then he bounces back well the Steelers had the Kansas City Chiefs they have not turned in a final score yet they had a late game against the San Diego Chargers uh, we'll see what that looks like as they come to Heinz Field uh, in week two um, Brent asked how do we lose a lead like that well it's simple you turn the football over turn the football over shoot yourselves in the foot with penalties and that's exactly how you do it um, do it I think it's time to pay bell okay John asked that question they can't. They can't pay Bell. Um, if anything, Bell is losing money. Uh, he lost over $850,000 for not playing in this week. Uh, the, the deadline had passed months ago, or almost a month ago, for them to actually give him a long-term deal. At this point in time, NFL rules and regulations state they cannot pay Bell until after this season is concluded. So that's not not even an option. Um Brent asked, did Cowher lose a lead like that in the fourth? Yes, multiple times. People need to forget that people obviously th have the blinders on sometimes, and they hate Mike Tomlin so much that they think Bill Cowher was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Go back and just look at some of those years. Okay, just just do it. I mean, I, I lived through it. Most of us that are watching the games now live through it as well. It was not always pretty. They wanted him fired a long time before he retired. Trust me. It's, tr it's I'm, I'm speaking the truth here. Just go back and look. Um, my thoughts on Connor, uh, James Connor. I think that's Randy's question. I thought he played tremendous. There's not much you can't do. Um, th there's not much more he could have done except for not fumble the football, you know, that that's on him period. Uh, but if he, if he's able to hold onto that football, uh, he has himself a, a game that he'll never forget. Sadly, his two touchdown performance his almost 200 total yards of, of total offense will, will kind of be remembered for a tie. And that's kind of, that's a shame. That's a shame because he played a really, really good game. Um, Marquez says Ben needs to stop holding onto the football so long, but it, you, you, you hate it when he does it and it, something bad happens, but you love it when he makes a big play. It's kind of like you live and die by the sword. It's one of those deals. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. Joey says Bud Dupree looks incredible. I thought he looked good. It's a good first step. Um, he looked more comfortable on the right side. That's all I'll say about Bud Dupree. I want to see multiple weeks of his performance before I go ahead and, and say that he looks like a first-round pick. But um, ultimately, for me, I think that he definitely looked better on the right side. Uh, so Brent asks, who do we blame for the first quarter loss, players or coaches? Again, Mike Tomlin was not out there. Um, last I checked, he was not out there fumbling the football and, and giving it away and not having good pass protection. You blame a coach for having a poor scheme. You blame a coach for not having them prepared. This wasn't a preparedness issue, in my opinion. You're not up 21 to 7 in the fourth quarter because of preparedness. The coach wasn't out there having stupid penalties. The coach wasn't out there, like I said, turning over the football. I do not put this on Tomlin at all. But I know that there will be people that will because that's what they like to do, and that's fine. That's up to them. Um, now, here's a good question. Eric asks, why do we always, referring to the Steelers, take the foot off the gas when they're ahead? And it definitely did look with the 21-7 to lead that they were just trying to take the air out of the football. They were going to run it, run it, run it, grind out the clock, and, and try to win that way. And some teams, and the teams of the past, used to be able to do that. Uh, but for whatever reason, um, 
you play a good defense and, and let's be honest, people need to remember too, that the Cleveland Browns have a good defense uh, and they're not going to let you just run the clock out. So when that happens, you're going to have to mix in the running pass. And that's where it got predictable. That's why I criticized Feetner at the beginning of this video in case you missed it. Um, I didn't think I didn't like the play calling in the fourth quarter. Uh, so there you go. Um, let's see here. I'm not going to talk about the preseason. Was Tomlin ready? Brent asked, I don't know. How am I supposed to know that? Um, Chris asked, is this a make or break year for Artie Burns? Well, some might think so. He's going to have his fifth year option coming up soon. Um, he's going to be obvious, obviously in the off season, they'll have to make a decision on him. Um, Artie Burns is a tough sell for me. Uh, he's a guy that has tremendous potential, but just doesn't seem to be able to put it into place. He doesn't really, you know, again, what's the word I'm trying to think of? He just is kind of stagnant to me. It's like he's never making huge strides, but he's also not making steps back. Um, for me, Artie Burns needs to improve a lot. I, I don't think they're going to get rid of him, but I think he definitely needs to improve. Um, let's see here. I'm not... <laughs> So I got Belichick questions. I mean, come on, guys. Let's let's ask some good questions here. I had a few. Uh, let's see here. Fourth quarter dump. Who do we blame? Do we blame the players for turning the football over? That's who you blame. You blame the offensive line. They didn't play well. Um, they didn't execute. Uh, the Browns, uh, they, you can talk about pre-snap reads. The, the Steelers didn't have the, the planning scheme in. They didn't max protect when they should have. It was bad. It was bad all together, all around. Oh, geez. Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Hey, sports fans. Football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with MyBookie. MyBookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Okay, let's fast forward. We're getting a lot of comments. I appreciate everyone for sticking around here. Uh, 
how do we fix this for next week? That's a question from Tammy. That's a good question, Tammy. I like to look forward sometimes. Uh, in, in my opinion, moving forward, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers have the Kansas City Chiefs at home. So they're going to be at home. Uh, you hope that the elements, meaning the weather is better. Uh, you, you can't control the weather, but at the same time, you have to hope that it's better. I think the concerning factor for me is the passing game. Uh, I thought the Steelers ran the ball well, especially early in the game, but ultimately it was the passing game that, uh, man, it just seemed out of sync. And, and I don't blame them. It's early in the season. And I mentioned how in preseason they didn't play a lot together, and that probably has a lot to do with it. But it's still really early. The Steelers have shown they can bounce back from early season poor performances. They easily could have lost this game. It ends up as a tie. Uh, believe it or not, this tie will actually come back and probably help them at some point or the other because rather than going into tiebreakers, a tie is better than a loss. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's the truth. Um, let's see here. Edmonds, someone brought us up Terrell Edmonds. I thought he played an okay game. Uh, he did get the start. But Morgan Burnett saw a lot of a lot of action. Now let's talk injuries. Brent asked, "How long is Joe Hayden out?" Joe Hayden left the game with a um, he left the game with a hamstring injury and did not return. Hamstring injuries are tough. You just don't know. Uh, it could be slight hamstring, could be a severe hamstring. I don't know. It's it's one of those situations where you're looking at those are rarely one week injuries, a hamstring injury. So if that's the case, you're looking at multiple weeks, maybe. Two or three, if he, if he goes, as I said, the schedule in the first quarter is obviously they have the Browns this week. Next week on Sunday, they have the Chiefs. Then they have a Monday night game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then they have a Sunday night game against the Baltimore Ravens. So I would hope that Joe Hayden would be back maybe with them for the Monday night game, if not the Ravens game. But again, it all depends on the severity. I'm not in the locker room to know. Um, Rex asked about Mike Hilton. I thought Mike Hilton played well. Um, I thought that he is turning out to be a tremendous asset for this team, both as a blitzer and as a secondary player and playing some really good defense on some really high-profile players like Jarvis Landry, who's a really good receiver. Um, so there you have it. So you know what? Um, I think this is a good segue here for us. The Pittsburgh Steelers tie, and it feels like a loss. Absolutely feels like a loss. But at the same time, it isn't a loss. Uh, and I mentioned this a few minutes ago when it comes down to the end of the season, when you talk about playoff scenarios, when you talk about, um, head to head matchups, AFC record division record, this tie could be more valuable than you think. Um, it doesn't seem like it right now. And the knee jerk reaction is to, you know, hate, 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 because they should have won the football game and didn't. But at the same time, we also have to think about big picture. Trust that the Steelers will get this together. Trust that the offense, who had a slow start last year as well, will not be this bad um, moving forward and for the rest of the year. You hope the defense, and this was a sign of things to come, holding a team to 21 points when you have six turnovers, a lot of those in your own zone, that's, that's big. That's big. I thought the defense played well. I thought the defense played well. So you know what? What you can look forward to is a lot of information coming at you the next few days, actually all week. Uh, we've been averaging roughly nine nine articles a day on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Behind um, so if you don't check that every day, you certainly should because 
you're getting the best dealers coverage that you can anywhere everything from film breakdowns to analysis to commentary to news breaking news so make sure you check out behindthesteelcurtain.com next week Steelers Chiefs at Heinz Field in week two um, we will have a Steelers hangover show for you tomorrow night on Wednesday will be the standard as a standard Thursday night will be a preview show leading up to the game we have a lot of good audio content so stick to us on iTunes by searching the standard the standard on YouTube at BTSC Steelers Radio, and then also on Facebook. We appreciate all our Facebook followers. So we will see you next time. I'm Jeff Hartman, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Bye. Hello. You are listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play, brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories, like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0, or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening.